You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. USA, 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 tie, nail, nail against Wales. We have Jimmy Conrad, Heath Pierce to break it all down, the formation, the strategy, any players that uh, they really liked, anybody that they think could do better, and they want to look ahead to see what happens against Panama. We're bringing to you all the action, all the analysis, all the information with Heath Pierce and Jimmy Conrad. Stay right here. USA, USA. USA tie, nail-nail against Wales. But hey, it's the first time. It's the debut of this young squad under Greg Berhalter. We are here with two former players, geniuses, my brothers, who know very well about what it's like to go through this journey. Heath Pierce, Jimmy Conrad. Fellas, how are you? Jimmy, I'll start with you. How are you, brother? I'm good. I, I'm taking all the positives away from this game, so... I got, I'm, I'm happy. I don't know how Heath feels though. How Heath, how are you? I'm good, but I'm good. And I'm taking all the negatives out of this game. No, it was, it, <laughs> it, it, it was a good, it was a good solid game. I, I, I was just actually energy wise was really exciting to see this team come out. There's so much anticipation. They could have easily let us down, which I don't think they did, but we'll get it. We'll get to all that. But I personally, one thumb okay. up to, to, to two thumbs up. But see, I like that. We got the glass half full, the glass so quarter full, I guess. Quick, maybe? Can, I got to tell a quick story. When when Heath and I used to warm up before national team practices, uh-huh. my energy is pretty well known that I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy and I've got a lot of energy. So I would run by Heath because it's like kind of dragging a little bit. He goes, hey, listen, your positivity is bringing me down. <laughs> and it's the best. The po- my positivity. So that's like became our catchphrase. And we just look at each other. My positivity is bringing me down. Well, it was, I mean, this would, this would be during camps where you're like long camps. It'd be like double days and like Jimmy's running back and forth during warm. We're all just passing the ball in like a little circle. And there's Jimmy like pacing back and forth, smiling, <laughs> chatting, you know, talking mess to everybody. And I was literally like, Hey man, that, that you're bringing us down, man. On our level. We're all miserable here right now. Jimmy's uh, like uh, that Casper, the ghost and that Geico commercial. And everybody's like, listen, we're tired. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. We're here to break it all down. The United States men's national team takes a nil-nil draw against Wales. Um, let's begin with uh, you, uh, Mr. Positivity. Jimmy, uh, what do you make of it? Uh, talk to us about it. Um, just from the, well, I guess from the, how Berhalter uh, brought his lineup. So I was a little surprised by some of the selections. I think Sebastian Legette will be the one that really jumps out because he was a late ad because Josh Sargent wasn't available because Werder Bremen would let him go. And not only was he a late ad, uh, he's just going to start in, in the false nine spot of all, all spots because we didn't really pick a number nine to play. I thought that was a bit of a risky choice from Greg, but I thought it worked out. I thought the guys did a very good job of picking their spots of who was going to assume that space and who wasn't. And, and ultimately, though, what I really enjoyed was just, as Heath already said, the energy, the, the desire to get forward, the desire to break lines, the desire to try to find some type of or try to create something positive out of the game. Yeah, we didn't look particularly great in the final third. I think we could have really used a proper number nine, and, and that will be something to look at moving forward. But, but overall, I was really happy with where our outside back set up. I think Anthony Robinson maybe took some risk, maybe tried to do too much by himself in that first half. 
but I like where they were setting up a little bit higher up the field. And when you have guys that can hold the ball in the middle of the field, that allows you to transition in a really meaningful way. And I thought Weston McKinney in particular was very good. And he had this switch of the point of attack, maybe five minutes into the game that really unlocked Wales. And I think when you have those types of plays, it doesn't allow Wales to really set up and press anymore. So they drop off and that ultimately gives us more space. So I thought we really dictated the terms and the rhythm a little bit. And I was happy with that. Heath, uh, how about you? How did you see it? You want, you want the uh, positive off the top no, no. or negative? Negative. I, negative, want, negative. I, I, want, I want Heath. I oh, want I, Heath. I mean, the thing is, is like I, I'm like a falling leaf, depending on what moment you're asking <laughs> me this question, you're going to get a different answer. All Look, right, well, tell me where the leaf is right now. How did okay, you see it? Okay, overall, super positive experience. It was just nice to see, one, uh, the energy, but two, to see a national team pressing the way that they were pressing early on, especially in the first half, more so than the second half. Again, there were some issues with sort of the false nine and not really having a traditional nine up there up front, but I thought they pressed well together and that actually coughed up a few chances for them to, to be more, uh, to create opportunities in front of goal. None of it really came to that. I thought, um, again, you know, back four, creating a lot of space for that middle three, allowing them to operate a little more freely. I thought that was a really positive note. I think there's so many guys, when you look at them, the confidence on the ball to just give me the ball, under any circumstances, Zach Steffen also maybe a little too much confidence wanting to play out of everything. I really like that as a starting point. Um, however, my, my, my caveat to that would be there were a lot of times, especially in the second half that they were trying actually first half as well, trying too much. There was just too, trying to do too much. I, I can name six or seven players on this roster today that were in that team that played differently with the national team than they do with their club team in terms of, Stepovers, dribbling too much, running at guys in the wrong spots, doing things that they don't do where they come in now as the stars, as young stars, and the balance wasn't there between mixing it up between, you know, trying difficult things and, and just playing the simple pass. So I'll get into that more in a little bit, but those are my two sort of main points that I took out of today. Jimmy, how did, how did I do on that? Yeah, I thought it was it's still simmered with positivity, so I'll accept yeah. it. <laughs> Listen, um, I'll tell you this. Uh, are watching this, the, the main thing that I wrote down was just, I just think they, Greg Berhalter overcomplicates things sometimes. It's, it's a little bit, I get it. It's the first time you're seeing them together, but I thought it was a little bit of a complicated sort of strategy against a whale side that didn't have Aaron Ramsey, didn't have Gareth Bale, you know, just, you know, go at them. Just, just, just be brave, be a team. I, there's a lot of positives to take, uh, especially from an individual perspective. I thought, you know, I mean, what else can we say about Gio Reyna? He's just amazing. I think his football brain is ahead of so many other people as well. There were so many moments where he just wanted that quick one-two and he didn't get it. You, you know, I thought Yusun Musa was fantastic, especially at the beginning. But I think sometimes you just overcomplicate things to Heath's point. Like, you don't need to do the triangular one-two all the time. Just look up, look direct, especially in defensive transition. But... It's the first time they've been together. They're young and, um, you know, playing away from home. I, I thought it was okay. Hey, uh, Jimmy, any other points, especially like when I looked at your lineup, your ideal starting 11, I mean, the formation was kind of there. Why didn't Chris Richards start? I think that there's probably some merit to having a player who's a little bit more experienced in these types of games that maybe it was going to be more of a, a street fight. My, my counter to that is that Chris Richards probably plays against Robert Lewandowski every single day in training. So he's, he probably understands what it, what it takes to, to manage a, a good, a good striker up top. I wish yeah. we would have okay. seen him. I, I get the sense that he'll probably play against Panama. That might be a better gateway, better entry point into him getting his uh, like a first legitimate cap. 
uh, and starting a role and all that good stuff. So I could see Miazga maybe earning enough of Greg's respect over the years and having a little bit of that toughness and maybe that vocality that I think you need. That communication is very, very, very uh, important to the whole process, especially in that position. I thought Brooks was good. I thought he looked solid. Again, I can't speak to the communication at all. I can't speak to like how everybody was being organized, but it looked pretty solid. I didn't think we gave up too many obvious chances. There was a, that chance in the first half that was outside of the box. We did get broken down when we gave a bad ball away in the middle of the midfield that led to a chance that maybe they should have done better with. Zach, Zach Steffen had to make a good save there with his feet. Um, but overall, I mean, yes, I understand what you guys are saying about looking for maybe getting a little bit too cute or trying to do things that they're not used to or maybe being a little bit overconfident. I don't really know this Wales team, I'll be honest. I don't know the level of competition that these guys were facing. Maybe they got a little confident and thought, ah, I can do a cheeky back heel here and it's not going to matter. I, I understand that they probably shouldn't be doing that anyways. We try to identify that identity and establish that rhythm that we're looking for. I just saw some things here. And I think really my overarching message would be when I watched the team today, I wasn't thinking about who we could have else had on the field. I wasn't thinking about, oh man, you know what this team needs is, is Michael Bradley, you know, or we, we, we probably could use Josie Altidore, a healthy one at the number nine, but I wasn't thinking we needed to rely on older guys anymore. I feel like we've really started to take steps into this is the new generation. This is going to be us. And then we start to add our domestic talent as well. I think we have a lot of good options to choose from. And, and I'm excited about that facet in particular. Yeah, absolutely. Heath, um, anybody that you think, you know what, they probably shouldn't be <laughs> starting in this one. <laughs> No, not at all, to be honest with you. I think, again, my, my main complication was that Gio Reyna was taking more touches than he usually takes. You know, he releases the ball quicker, looking to be a little bit more of a playmaker. Weston McKinney, who, who at Juventus gets the ball and gives it to the guy closest to him, was trying to be a playmaker, doing step over, spin moves, things like that, which on one hand, I really love because I love the confidence of that. And we haven't always had that confidence, especially at the international level. But it was more of just that, you know, having that killer instinct where we want him to have it. And, and I, like Jimmy, wasn't thinking about, man, I wish we had these players. Other than saying, man, won't it be nice when we have Pulisic back? Won't it be nice when we have Josh Sargent to provide a, a, another option up top? Won't it be nice to figure out where, where Jordan Morris fits into this equation? It's actually nitpicking to say, hey, we're actually really strong in most of, most of these spots. We're not worrying about, no one's saying, when are we going to get a good left back and get Heath Pierce out of there type of thing, right? <laughs> like you're, there's, there's legitimately good players and you're excited about, oh, wow, now we have even more pieces that you can start to move around. But again, I like the press. Maybe that was too complicated at times not having a traditional setup, but there was nobody that really stood out and played poorly. It was just, you know, at times uh, complicating the games. You know, Musa at times complicated the games and took too many touches and things where it's a little bit too cute, one, twos and moving around where it's like, well, if, if you want to have that courage, do it in the final third. Take somebody on in the final third and create something as opposed to the midfield third where teams are backed off a little bit and you're just trying to play a little ticky-tocky. But again, as a starting point, just such a, a positive warm, exciting uh, feeling coming out of that team, who's also got a ton of pressure on their shoulders, by the way. This buildup of not playing games, the failure of 2018, all those things are weighing on these players who are now, you know, young enough to be our Olympic team and most of them in their late teens, early 20s. And so, you know, again, we're getting players. It's not, we're not getting players in their primes into the, into the national team. We're getting them uh, at the beginning of their careers and they're at a high international level. So overall, uh, really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second, okay? Don't you, uh, don't you do that. Don't you do that. I just I just turned positive on everyone, you know? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, no, 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 I'm, not, I'm not saying that they should have won like 4 nothing or even win or whatever. I'm, ju I'm just saying that I think that we have to be very careful about sort of 
coddling to him too much. Let's think about the World Cup qualifiers in South America for a second. Ecuador, who uh, in the first time round when uh, they all met up, they didn't know their manager. They were brand new players. A lot of them were from domestic leagues, young, very young, and they go and beat Uruguay by four golf. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, like, I think at some point, especially against the Panama game, expectations now need to rise up, right? Don't you think? I just, I just think it's time to, because the World Cup qualifiers will come in a second, and I know that they're young, and I know that they're new, but I think that because they play at Juventus, because they play at RB Leipzig, because they have all this, like, new, shiny new toys that, that U.S. has, it's now time to raise the bar, and let's expect more, don't you think? I, I agree with you. I think I expected a little bit more class, let's say, in the final third. I thought Sergio Des got himself in good spots. He plays high up the field. You know what you're going to get from that guy. He's going to whip in an early ball, so you should be making runs that that uh, match that, right? So there are little things like that that maybe it takes some time. Again, this is the first game, and I think Keith has said that a few times, that we need to take that into consideration, and I agree with him. What I wish Wales would have done that we didn't see was I wish they would have pressed us high because we struggle with that, and we still try to play out of bad situations when we're in that where maybe the right solution is to knock it up over the top. But I feel like Greg Berhalter doesn't like that. It like hurts his pride if we try to hit any kind of long balls whatsoever. And at times that's what's necess necessitated at given a certain situation. So I'm curious to see how Panama addresses that. If they're just going to go and sit back, I think to your point, Luis, I don't know how much we're going to learn about these guys and that there should be an expectation. If a team's going to sit back, I think in the first half in particular, I didn't see the final stats. We had 60% possession. Well, what are we doing with that possession is really kind of the next phase in the evolution of this team. Now to talk about your point overall with regard to these guys, somebody asked me prior to coming on, do I think the older generation could beat this new generation? For me, well, you know, obviously I think Keith and I are going to be a little bit biased, but, but I think the ultimate, the ultimate storyline here is they're going to be judged on not whether they wear, at least from an international perspective, they wear the number 10 shirt for Chelsea or play for Juve or Barcelona or whatever it is. Are they qualifying for World Cups? Are they winning our, our local Euros, the Gold Cup, and the Copa America, whatever? Are they, are they qualifying in a, in a way that's like in charge, right? We're not like risking it or having to go down to Trinidad to get a result to go through. That is what they're going to be judged on, how they perform in World Cups. And they have, they have yet to do any of that. They've yet to go through a World Cup cycle. So it's just hard for us to say, you know, how they're going to handle a Guatemala City, uh, you know, in a World Cup qualifier. And there might not even be fans there. So still, you got this other element of it's hard to really know for sure. These guys have not been tested. Playing a friendly against Wales without their best players isn't really a real test. But I think to, to Heath's point, it is a good starting point. And there were a lot of signs there that I, I'm actually quietly surprised and, and, and uh, I'm excited about it. And it gives me hope that, uh, that Greg Berhalter has a lot of options at his disposal. And then as you bring in the Jordan Morrises and you bring in the other players that are coming domestically, we got a really strong base. And that, that makes me excited. I'm going to temper that excitement because I feel like we always overhype our younger players. That's just what we do here uh, in American sports, especially in the American soccer landscape. But, but, but I am uh, pleasantly surprised and excited about what we got going forward. There's a few things that I want to say on that. And, and, and I agree with Jimmy. One is that, I do think there's going to be a time where Greg Berhalter is going to have to be willing to adjust his style of play. If you look today, the high press is what can generate a lot of chances, right? We don't, Greg's philosophy is not uh gagan press. It's not allowing to concede possession to win possession higher and in, in, in places on the field and, and force, you know, turnovers to create chances. But when we pressed well together today, I say we, when they pressed well together, it was successful. 
and the energy is really high and you can feed off that energy. Yeah, it's not sustainable to do that every single, uh, for 90 minutes at every single game. But if you think about traditionally how we've gone down and qualified in, in CONCACAF, you sit in your blocks, you stay super disciplined. Yeah, you might press higher up against dis- certain opponents and you wait for your few chances, you get those and, and you get your result and you get out of there, right? Draw or win. That's also not a recipe for success. However, if they're going to high press, they're going to make teams uncomfortable. I think there is, there is something in that. But again, they are not going to be judged on whether or not they keep 70% possession. Teams will concede possession in CONCACAF. In a World Cup, they're going to have to have more options, right? Again, we don't have Pulisic today who can create those darting runs and really push a, a line back. But can you solve problems in real time? If the game is behind that Wales's back line to stretch them to be able to open up space for the rest of your team, you have to be willing to do that uh, because otherwise you become predictable. And if you have enough days where a day like this, where they weren't on in the attack or in the final third, weren't killer enough, you end up with a zero zero against the Wales team that I, I do think, and, and I agree with you, Luis, the U S should beat them regardless. I know this is an inexperienced international squad, but when you look at the players and where they're playing and the experience that they have at such a young age, you do, you, you, we do have to start creating that expectation of like, wasn't that great that we didn't lose or wasn't it fun? Wasn't it fun to watch them? Yeah, it should be fun to watch them and it should be great that we don't lose, but it should also come with the ability to get results in games like this, where it's wet, the pitch might be rough and blah, 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 blah. That's not the typical uh, high quality environment that, that these guys are at, at the club level where the pitch is perfect and the stadiums are nice. And you know, it's not going to be like that. So I, I agree with a lot of things you guys are saying. So, um, you know, if there's any kind of like, you know, uh, motivation is Gareth Wells, you know, watching you and the Masters on one, on one side. That's really the, 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 the determinant factor, right? When we get back, when we come back, we will talk about, we will ask uh, Jimmy and Heath about what they want to see against Panama. Uh, you know, a few players didn't even make the field, right? Richie Ledesma being one. Um, uh Ethan Horvath, maybe there's a change in goalkeeping position. Who knows? So when we get back, we'll find out uh, what they want to see against Panama. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we'll get some quick thoughts now from the fellas on the Panama game on Monday. Heath, what do you want to see uh, maybe personnel basis uh, against Panama? 
he called us the fellas again. It's becoming <laughs> a thing. I love it. Uh, no, look, I want to see, I want to see Timo Weah. Uh, I, I think he's somebody that could stretch the defense. Obviously has really struggled to get into, to his side uh, at Lille. Likely a lone move in January, which would be helpful for him. But he's somebody that I think can stretch a defense, is willing to go in behind, make some of those harder runs. You know, some of those things that, that, that a Jordan Morris can do to stretch defenses. I think that's something that I'd, I'd like to see. But I also want to see Chris Richards get on the field. I think that's, again, you guys mentioned it before, probably a more appropriate chance for him. You don't really, you want to go with a little probably more experience up the spine in, in your first game back in a long time, make sure the defense is short up, not to say he couldn't do that. Um, and then, and then, yeah, I want to see this team get some more. I want to see him get another game. I want to, I, I don't necessarily, I want to see Yunus Musa again. I want to see Gio Reyna uh, s- settle in more comfortably. I want to see these guys. Cause I do think Greg's going to look back and say, Hey guys, speed the game up, play more simple, pick and choose your moments to complicate the game. And when, when they did do that, there was one, two, three, four passes. And now they're 40, 50 yards up the field and in really good spots facing up against the, uh, uh, the defense and running at them. I think that's a great position to be in, but when it's slow and, you know, trying too many individual moments in bad spots, I'd like to see the improvement on that because Jimmy knows very well that when you're a young player and you make a mistake, your first thought is to think, oh, now I got to do something even better right? So you make a mistake, you try to do too much. Your next thought is like, well, now I got to do two more step overs. Instead of, as you get more experience, you learn like, oh, actually the next thing is to just complete the next pass and move on with it or let it go and not get caught in your head. And you, you saw that a little bit of that today where the compounding just started to happen where you mess up something, then the game gets a little more complicated. It gets a little more complicated, not to say it even played poorly, but that mental process um, is, is also different at the international level, you know, and, and, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here, but the international game is different. Most of these guys don't have a ton of games at the international level. The game's faster. Wales does not care how, how you approach the game. They are going to kick you. If you take too many touches, they will tackle you. Uh, the game is just a step faster and you're playing with guys that you don't play with that often, right? Gio Reyna knows exactly where Holland's going to be at all times and, and, and where the passes are, where the exits are when you're in tight spots. He plays in that system all the time. Now you're in a new system and players are in different spots. The solutions are different. The, 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 you know, how you solve in real time is different because you don't know that, okay, he's going to press. I'm going to, I'm going to shift under underneath him, those types of things. It's all part of the learning process. So I want to just see more and more reps of this um, and, and see how it starts to pan out and judge them over a little bit more of a sample size. Yeah. Jimmy, what about you? Well, there's a part of me that's torn. I would like to see almost the same lineup be rolled out to Heath's point so they can start to build some rapport and consistency and and some idea of how they're going to move in this new system. But there's also a part of me that really wants to see Soto and I want to see Ledesma and I want to see Richards and I want to see Reggie Cannon get a full 90 and Timothy Wade go, go out there and and have his time to spread his wings and show what he's capable of too. So yeah, I, I, I can make a narrative for both. I really just want to see Panama press us a little bit because I want to see us play out of it and even give Horvath a chance as well. Obviously he's done well for his club when called upon. I know he's behind Mignolet right now, but, but uh, yeah. And then outside of that, I, I, I fear that Greg might be not in a bad way, but just like, Hey guys, to Heath's point again, let's play simple. Let's play smart. Uh, let's be thoughtful about when we attack. And that might, make them swing because they are younger players a little bit too far the other way. And I did appreciate their swagger uh, this game. Yeah. It maybe didn't lend itself to anything, but I like that they had the confidence to do that. And I think if there was any knock on us as a, as a country for, for many years is that we played the safe, you know, we'd always play the safe ball. And now we got a bunch of kids that kind of wanted to go forward and have some fun. And now this is up to Greg now to kind of harness all that energy 
and to do it in, in a really meaningful way. I just hope they don't swing too far the other way and start to become robotic. I, I, I fear us becoming robotic, and I, and I want us. Go ahead. I can see you. I, yeah, I, I, my, my only argument to that is that these guys don't play like that at their clubs. So sure. I, I appreciate the swagger. I want the swagger, but I want to see that on the weekend as well, right? Not, mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. not just with the national team because you come in as a star from your club team, and now you're on the national team. Show me that in Syria. Show me that in La Liga. Show me that in the Premier League and, you know, in the Bundesliga. Show me that week in and week out that when you take seven or eight touches, it has an intent to it. Or that's your style of play. Stick to that. But don't bring the flashes now because, you know, you're wearing the crest and you're young stars and there's all this pressure. I'm not saying that's the case, but I like, I I love the swag, but I don't see that from them on a week in and week out basis. It just right. sort of popped up today in a lot of different ways, whether it was, whether it was, uh, you know, McKinney, whether it was Adams, whether it was uh, Musa, whether it was, um, you know, a, a, a number. The only one who does that all the time is Dest because he's just that type of player. But, right, right. but you know, I don't see that all the time. Even Reyna, I don't see that. They're much more efficient type of players. And maybe this is the place where that, that that's, that's going to come to life and they're going to have that new style of play and that new confidence to take back to their club and do it differently. Maybe that is what they're looking for, but it just felt a little bit. I understand what you're saying. Uncharacteristic of them as players. No, no, no. Yeah. You want to see some consistency. I think it's easier too when you never played with somebody, but you've seen them play that you expect them to play a certain way. And then when they're not, they're taking that extra touch. Now your run is dead. Now your, your angle of support is dead or whatever it may be. So yeah, I'm sure having that, I, I agree with you hundred percent, but I also don't want to lose. It's like, I think there's a line between what we're saying that I think we both, we both, we both want to find. Um, uh, with regard to certain things that I really liked well, that I saw was just being able to turn the, uh, with the ball under pressure in midfield and then being able to spray it out wide. I don't know if we've had that consistently for a while and I, I don't want us to lose that. And I want us to continue to look for it. I thought one of the bright spots in this game is when we had a little bit of a compact midfield going forward It allowed us to look for combinations and then Destin and Robinson could, could provide that width. I want to continue to see that. And, also, what I'd like to see is that the opponent, Panama, maybe challenges us a little bit more because if we do get, make a mistake, we get punished for it. That's the only way we're going to learn to find that kind of that delicate balance between when we should go and how many numbers we should commit. I don't feel like Wales troubled us that much. I don't feel like we ever were under it. And I think we're really going to find out what this team is made of once somebody really puts us under their foot a bit and we have to figure out solutions to it in real time without having a halftime or end of the game and you can watch 30 minutes of, of highlights to solve problems. We need to be able to figure it out in real time. Yeah, I think the uh, just to conclude everything, great points from both of you. To conclu- I think one thing is that Greg Berhalter needs a plan B and a plan C, and then just great. instill it. These are matches to do that. And to your point, Jimmy, about Panama pressing, I think also Panama hopefully will be really physical. I want to see this team up against somebody that really wants to get dirty with you and see how you respond to that. And you know, very Josh South Star- American of you, by the way, very <laughs> South American. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I just want to see that. Josh Sargent's absence, I think, is a, is a big thing because I think he's the kind of player that can really help here. Uh, and the last thing that I will say is I see this project, and it might be a cliche to say, but whatever, as a sort of Marcelo Bielsa Leeds United situation where it's sort of, you know what? Simplify everything. Right. Pressed, be aggressive, hit them on a counter, go wide, and just be super to Heath's point. No need for the fancy all the time. Just go at them. 
Maybe you get a penalty. Maybe you get a free kick outside the box. Maybe you get a nice combination based on the error from the, you know, from the opposing team. That's when you hit them. They are very similar to what leads to Villa a few weeks ago. Hit them, hit them, and hit them. And hit them some more because you have the energy and you have the talent. And guess what? It's a friendly. You make a mistake, you make a mistake. That's what I meant at the very beginning of this conversation, that it was too much of an overcomplication. I, I agree, though. There were moments when you just thought, yeah, Wales is not really maybe the Matt Miazga era, you know, when he just, you know, uh, you know, gets rounded and maybe maybe that's it. But aside from that, these are matches where you're young, you're brave, you are willing to work like a team. Just go at them. Just go at them. And hopefully you'll see that against Panama, um, against a physical and pressing Panama for sure. Uh, that's all the time we have. Jimmy Conrad. Heath Pierce, we will be back after the Panama game just to give overall thoughts of the window and what to look ahead. And as we, you know, we might a little conversation maybe as MLS playoffs uh, begin next week. So, fellas, fellas, my fellas, my fellas, fellas. Thank, thank you so much. Heath, thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That was a fun conversation. I liked it. Always a fun conversation. Jimmy, thank you so much, buddy. I'm sad it's over. We could go another hour for sure. Sad it's over, but our time will come once again. Jimmy Conrad, Heath Pierce, myself, yours truly. Thank you so much. Que golazo pod. See you next time. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Heath Pierce for joining me today. Please, if you're listening to this on cbsports.com, make sure that you follow us on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to give you a little moment right now. You see that silence? That's a little moment for you just to go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. Drop us a nice message. Give us a question. It really helps this podcast grow, grow, and grow some more. Thank you so much for being part of this community. We will see you next time. Have a great, great day and a long weekend. See you then.